bad to you One thing I said that I would never do A look from you and I would fall from grace And that would wipe the smile right from my face Ladies and gents, back at it again, baby. Episode 46. <laughs> we back in the basement, baby. Marty, Huncho. Um, Teddy's still on the pup, physically unable to produce. But we got his uh, his apprentice in here, um, Boss Springsteen. Yeah, Bong Springsteen. Bong Springsteen. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> close enough. Yeah, because it is a, it's called the Boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stand in for now. You know, yeah, we'll exactly. see what, what the long term. Uh, We're gonna see what his development future like. is. Of I think we know where Ted's headed, but yeah, we need to we need to check the market and see <laughs> what producers are out there for us. Anyways, uh, Gordo. I had the idea this week of going 80s for mm-hmm. uh, the intro and outro. So, yeah. It, it, you know what? And it it varies a little bit from our typical same, in- <clears throat> same intro, same outro, except for episode 44, which we had some technical difficulties. Yes, yeah. So we ran just pre-existing music mm-hmm. for the, that one. But um, who did we have last week? We had... God damn, who did we have? No idea. Can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> Taylor. T. Swifty. Yeah, T. Swizzy. T. Yeah, Swizzy, yeah. 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 But this Christ. week, no, we had the double 80s, and there was lots to choose from. We might have another 80s week next week. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Eventually settled on Asia. <laughs> of course. Yes. When, when I mean, does. we could have went with Africa, too. Yeah, true. I, w- I just wasn't <laughs> sure uh, when Gord said, let's roll heat of the moment. I wasn't sure which version he wanted that he... The Asia one or the Cartman one? It was the heat of the moment Telling me what your heart meant The heat of the moment Shown in your eyes I never meant to be so bad to you One thing I said that I would never do One look from you and I would fall from grace and that would wipe the smile right from my face. <laughs> Do you remember when we used to dance? It's good, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh boy, yeah, it is a good tune. Not bad. <laughs> Great tune. You got a nice one coming up for you in the uh, in the outro too, yeah. if you make it there. I think uh, Heat of the Moment was also in Forty Year Old Virgin. Too. Oh, you know, never seen that movie. Oh wow, man. Yeah. Okay, I think we've discussed this as well. When you borrow Scott's box set of The Wire, yes. feel free to take my copy of Forty Year Old Virgin, <laughs> and then head over to Big C's Pawn Shop on One Eighteenth and grab yourself a DVD player to watch that shit on. I have a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> Just picked it up, maybe. Oh yeah, brand new. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing technology. <laughs> when did this fucking happen? Oh man, and we wonder why the pods are. Two hours long. Yeah, there we go. That's okay. okay. We're getting into it. And you know what? We got to say, great response this week from yeah. the Resilience. Honestly, the best response we've ever had. Um, the most questions we've ever had. We didn't even have to make any up this time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am a little disappointed. I'm not going to hear from one or the other Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to miss Liberal Larry. That's yeah. for sure. He's my boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really nice. Best we've had in pod history for sure. So much appreciated. It takes a lot off our plate. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, so anyways, uh, as Gordo mentioned, episode 46, uh, and we've mentioned this guy before, uh, episode John Dornboss, mm. Don Dornboss, uh, former Eagles long snapper, current magician, and most importantly, a former Feldy feel good. So we chatted about him a few years ago, uh, drafted by the Bills, uh, did the majority of his career for Philadelphia as a long snapper, 162 consecutive games. Uh, and then he ended up getting traded to the Saints in the 2017 preseason, but they discovered that he had an aortic aneurysm that required immediate surgery and ended his career. Uh, trade was obviously rescinded. Um, so he was returned back to the Eagles and it was the year they won the Super Bowl. So he, he actually got an honorary ring out of the whole thing. Nice. Um, the career ends and he goes on America's Got Talent <laughs> season 11 and finished third place as a magician. Unreal. Pretty wild. Now he also does motivational speeches around, uh, around the United States, like for Home Depot, Comcast, <laughs> the, uh, Pioneer Investments, all these people. Uh, he produced his buddy's album. Uh, ex- executive produced it. Who knows? Maybe he could do us too. Um, and he's obviously worked with a few t- different charities like Punt Foundation, which is Brian Mormons and Garth Brooks uh, Teammates for Kids. And then on top of all of this, he hosts Inside the Eagles, which airs on Eagles Television Network. Like, are you kidding me? This guy's just crazy huh. talented and busy. Um, there were two other options we could have gone with. We could have gone with... Um, Alfred the Butler Morris. Oh, nice. Running back, formerly for the Washington football team. Dallas for a little bit and then ended with brief stints in San Francisco, Arizona, and then with Gordon's Giants. Yeah. Uzoma. Yeah. Another one. Another catch and run. Yeah. Yeah. Just catching the last bit of the Thursday night. Yeah. We're finishing up the Thursday nighter. Um, Yeah. Thought we'd be neat. Hopefully. Fuck. It looks like the Bengals are going to win. Ugh, yeah. I hate that the Bengals are going to be three and one in the fucking division now. Like, ugh. Not that I'm worried about them, but fucking ah. three and one, man. Three and one, three and one. True, true. Um, the only other forty six that uh, I thought we could have gone with is uh, former DB who played for the Philadelphia Eagles, Herm uh, Edwards, oh, who yeah. then went on to become coach of the New York Jets and then uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
fired in his last season in Kansas City with a 2-14 and 14 record. Anyways, you might recognize Herm from probably his most famous uh, press conference to date. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Herb Edwards. <laughs> you do play to win the game. Coach, baby. Yeah. But, you know, it is a little bit frustrating. Uh, as, <laughs> as I kind of figured it would be getting, doing this whole, like, former player number thing you know we're we're kind of in the dog days of of uniform numbers in the 40s they're brutal I don't know how fucking soy <laughs> keeps popping up here. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't have, you're not a soy guy? No, I'm a big soy We're guy. big soy guys, man. Soy, got, soy has this covered. All right. Well, who's our sponsor this week, Gord? The sponsor this week is a dear friend of ours, and he's uh, kind of back, back uh, yarding a illegal gambling ring. <laughs> And that's uh, that's Stuart Swanson's gambling ring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last weekend, Stu got the itch to gamble, as he does. And so he says, okay, boys, I'm running out. I'm getting a sports select. But, Maddie, I need your advice. A little insulted he didn't ask for mine. Well, <laughs> he, he said, I really want to get into gambling, but I know nothing about football. Yes. <laughs> Maddie, you make all the picks, and I'll just go and buy it. And yes. yeah, so anyways, we had a kind of a misunderstanding as to what the 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 shares would be, but I think we we figured it out. Like we'll just both go in for the same money and amount on the tickets, and then if we win, it's fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. But so we thought it was just a partner thing, but next thing you know, Stu's recruiting more people into the ring. Hey man, honeypot gets bigger. Exactly. So now uh, Johnny's in it, Gord's in it, Bakes is refusing. Come on. <laughs> Which I don't understand yeah. why. Come on. You don't want to pitch in $5 a week? It's 10 but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks a week. And uh, yeah, basically we have four tickets to win on. Maybe other Edmonton-based guys want to get in on it. Or American-based dudes. Yeah. Send your e-transfers in. I don't know. Talk to Sue. Cost I don't you $2 know how he... for the e-transfer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he keeps his books. You know? Yeah. So, way yeah. better than me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Stu's Stu's gambling ring. That's yeah. the sponsor this week. Uh, we did not hit on either ticket last week. No, um, close. Three out of four. Three out of four in both. But not bad. Fuckers. Not bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump into those questions. Uh, we've got a few, so let's let's dive head first. First one comes in this week from Grizz Beats, and he writes in and says, "Fellas, a couple guys I have shares of that I feel are a bit worrisome. Number one, Antonio Gibson." Last season was looking to be the next top 10 steady running back. Now he's not playing third down because of J.D. McKissick. I like the player, but are we looking at a 10 to 15 point guy now, especially with Heineke at quarterback? 
And then his second one. Well, let's answer his first one. Two-parter. Do I think McKissick's a 10 to 15 point guy every game? Yeah. I don't well, obviously so. he's hoping to be more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if not he's... McKissick Gibson. Mm. He said he's got Gibson. He's he's expected him to be a top ten guy. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But now, oh, so but he's is losing Gibson's, touches. Is Gibson still a ten to fifteen yes, point guy or more? I don't think so. I don't think either of those guys are because they're going to start splitting time and Heineke likes throwing the ball. Yeah, but what about his checkdowns? I don't know. I I'm not. It's week four. Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on Gibson yet. He's, no, I think you know he's got the. I think the thing to keep in mind with Gibson is when he was in college, he was playing wide receiver mostly, mm-hmm. and then got moved to running back late, and then got drafted as a running back. So he's still and to he'll he'll say it himself. He's still trying to learn the position. Yeah. So and the team knows it too. So he'll have his off games and his on games. They've got McKissick as the as the vet with the experience, right? So no, I don't think you give up on Gibson. I think you know you wait it out. You see, and if anything, I I would feel that uh, having Heineke almost improves his value. Yeah, because uh, they're going to be running it way more. Uh, hopefully, doing more screen passes, little dump offs to make it easy for Heineke, right? And uh, Fitzpatrick's always had that like you know magic quality where he's like making improvisational plays on the go you know so heineke's proved he's played well though you know big time i think they trust him to throw the ball yeah that's true for sure but i i just think like he he's also a fresh quarterback yeah you want to protect him so yeah don't give up on gibson his second uh part is about darren waller Waller has seen a huge drop in targets the last two weeks for, for um, from his, like, se- 17 the first week. He had, it was actually 19 targets in week one. Uh, should we be worried about that target monster? Mm, I don't think so. No. I think Derek Carr's playing the fucking best football of his fucking life right now. It's too. unreal. It's unreal. I read a stat somewhere that um, I forget for in how long it's happened, but the Raiders are the first 3-0 team to beat uh, three previously 10 win clubs from the year before to get mm. to three and oh in like something like 10 or 15 years so yeah, yeah they're, they're... cars balling out yeah wallers their best receiver no no doubt about it obviously rugs is taking a step up for sure and then you get random sightings of like brian edwards zay jones like but uh hunter hunter renfro is taking lots of targets away too man because he's a good shifty little receiver yeah he's like a mini cooper cup dude one we love the slim reaper nickname yeah he's got a good one too third and renfro (laughs) that's what the coaches call him yeah so you know where it's going right so i don't know i wouldn't be worried about waller and i mean if you are you're fucked you're fucked because you probably took him in the second or third round. So yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Right? No, I think uh, I think you keep playing him. I th- I think Waller's the second best tight end in the league. I think he's probably almost better than Kittle. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You know, Kittle's kind of regressed, right? But he, you know what? That whole scheme isn't around passing really anyway. Yeah, the scheme is different. Tons of injuries throughout the last yeah, two for years sure. for him and other people on the offense. Yeah, in San Fran. So yeah. I, th- I don't think Kittle's fallen off. I think just Waller's raised his game. Like, exactly, yeah. I right think there. so, too. I yeah. think he just passed them. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for the question, Clark. Clarky. Um, Tay from Bonnie Doon writes in. Hasn't wrote in for a while. Mm. Um, the Bonnie Doon goon. Yeah, the Bonnie Doon brawler. <laughs> um, 
he writes in, he says, is the Cowboys defense for real? And has Trayvon Diggs arrived as a top five shutdown corner? Part one of his question. Yeah, looking real good. Looking real good. Looked really um, nice last week against his former college teammate, Smith. Yeah. Blanketed him. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, props to that Dallas D. Uh, obviously, Diggs gets a lot of credit there. Uh, what's his nuts? Uh, the new guy, Micah Parsons, yeah. the linebacker. They're super hyped on. But really, Jalen Smith is, is the guy calling all the plays on that D like they're they're they've got a nice set of young linebackers uh on that squad so yeah you know what it's funny we have a question coming up from uh the Strathcona Corona and it talks about Super Bowl favorites and when you look at the NFC you know you've got some high-end teams there if Dallas's defense holds they've got the offense they do have the offense to... to, to go deep in the playoffs so it's really a question of that D and obviously health but you know, you look at that NFC uh, side of the league, and it's just like, well, like they've de- definitely got a shot. Like, would you put Arizona ahead of them? Maybe the Rams. The for Rams sure. for sure. Tampa probably. Yeah, Green Bay. Uh, right. I don't like Green like, Bay that much. Yeah. So looking through it all, it's just I think yeah, I think if that D holds up, I hope they are real because it would add an intriguing twist for sure. I. Uh... I mean, my Giants are 0-3, so <laughs> it's not like they're rising to the cream of the top of the fucking NFC East. No. But, um, <clears throat> I was going to save this for passive, but on the topic of Dallas. Yes. Um, this is a quote from Jerry Jones on Micah Parsons. And he says, he's pure as mother's milk. <laughs> he just basically steps out there and gives you everything he's got. Nature gave him skills, and boy, does he know how to use them. <laughs> Micah Parsons replied, laughing emoji. I've never heard this one before. <laughs> <laughs> Pure as mother's milk. <laughs> That's such like a old white Texan <laughs> yes. uh, comment or Arkansas, he's wherever he's from. Mother's <laughs> yeah, exactly. milk. Yeah. He's as warm as a fresh biscuit from the oven, you know, like that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, did he have a two-parter for oh, that? Oh, he did have a two-parter. Okay. Just about, uh, just about forgot about it. Getting actually oh, put it in my seeds first, first night on the, on the job. <laughs> Give him a little bit of a um, free, right? This second part is actually a Giants-related question. He says, how long will, quote, the clapper, end quote, Jason Garrett, be allowed to call plays on offense <laughs> for the Giants? And... I think he might ride out the year, but I don't know if they'd re-sign him. Like, well, how much do they like him call uh, calling quarterback draw all the time? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you got Saquon as your running back, but you're running dead hunting from like inside forty yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Jason Garrett never been a big Jason Garrett no, guy. Man, me either. Tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope. He's not there for yeah, long, true. but based on how probably it's going will for sure. be. Um, for the first time in BFB history, we have a question that came with a clip. So this one comes <laughs> yeah. in from Chris Kirk in, Lin- in Linny, and he not only sends a question, but he sent a clip. So so here's his lead in. Responsibility for that. I'm gonna learn from it. I'm gonna learn from it. We're gonna be a better team from it. I believe that. Um, I truly believe that. You know, 
you take you a deuce. You don't you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're gonna flush it and move on. <laughs> oh my god. So for those that aren't aware, that was Jalen Hurts after the Monday night loss against Dallas. Um so Chris writes in and says, In recent memory, what's the biggest fantasy deuce you guys have had to flush and move on from? Perhaps being too stingy with your FAAB money or too exuberant? Benching someone in a tight matchup when you know they, were, they weren't the right decision or they were? Or stretching too far for an early draft pick when you know you'll likely, you likely could have gotten them later in, in a later round? Good question. Um, biggest fantasy deuce... I've had that I've just had to flush and move on. You know, I thought about this and uh, usually the the big fantasy deuce each year that I have to flush and move on from <laughs> is my draft. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it's usually poorly done. So that's something I just got to know that past Gord has got to work with future Gord and, and get through it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because I do draft poorly most of the time hmm yeah that would be an area to focus it's interesting like (laughs) my idea also kind of went to the draft as well and it's something that i have yet to cure myself of so uh, i guess i'm still in the bathroom looking at the deuce uh i i like i always end up taking rookies and what sometimes happens is they hit which is nice Mm-hmm. What mostly happens is you have to wait until week seven or eight to see what they truly are. Yeah. So the the start of your, my seasons are usually a lot of limbo. Like, do I hold on to the guy and wait it out? Do I drop him? You know, like there's there's a lot more questions that come with taking so many inexperienced guys. Really boomer bust, right? But, yeah, for sure. But sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. So... Yeah, I, I think that would probably be something that, you know, ultimately, like, I need to start thinking more like, okay, if I have a choice between a veteran guy or a rookie, maybe. look at look at what you have. If you've already <laughs> drafted five rookies, maybe you don't need a sixth, you know? Um, but hence why I'm here. I think after the Triple F draft, uh, it we read that 15 rookies were taken total and six of them were on my roster. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're not a bit of an issue, but that's all right. That's yeah, all right. No, that's Mine's pretty... probably just my own preparedness, but man, yes. you know what? Sometimes pod wouldn't exist if you change things up. Exactly. You know what? You can't, can't change a good thing. Yeah. And you so... can't preach it. If you ain't doing it, exactly. you know, <laughs> you know, walk the walk. I'm buddy. a gut guy. <laughs> exactly. I am a gut guy. And if you ever showed up with like any type of information that was printed off the, off of the computer, like a, you know. Well, a lot of this stuff is copied from the computer onto my piece of computer paper. Right. Or I mean, like just, you'll look at your phone, like you would never be bothered to like print off a paper copy and keep track <laughs> or like make notes about draft. No, it's just no. like, okay, Maddie, these sautéed onions are going to be the best. <laughs> like, that's more of the focus, right? So, yeah. They were delicious. They were very good. Oh, man. We got lots of questions. Yeah, so. where do you want to go next? Um, Well, we could hit up Andy's question. Sure. Did he, Yeah, we alluded uh, to it a bit before. Um, And he just said, call the Super Bowl. I'm thinking Rams versus Bills. Who are some other candidates you guys like? And I like the Bills too, 
But I honestly think the Bucks are going to make it there because Tom Brady knows how to win. Yeah, it's so hard not to pick Tampa Bay in, in this <laughs> situation. It's he hard knows to, how to win. Yeah, big time. It's hard to leave Tampa Bay or Kansas City on the board, right? Yeah. In in each respective conference. But I try. I mentioned it a bit before. I, I had a tough time committing to Dallas as my Super Bowl pick from the NFC. But they were kind of like the one I should have picked. Anyways, maybe I'll change it. I was gonna go Arizona. I'll go. I'll go Cowboys. Let's right. do this. How about them boys? All right, we them boys. We them boys. There we go. Hot boys. So yeah, from the from the NFC, I've got the Dallas Cowboys going, and from the AFC, the Los Angeles Chargers. Upset oh, there. really? I just think they could do it, man. Real nice offense. Uh, their D is healthy and they're good. They just knocked off Kansas City. That's a huge divisional win. Um, they've got a new head coach that worries me a bit, but he's defense oriented. Yeah. You know, the thing that they don't need, they just need to stay healthy. Right. And they don't, they didn't need help on the offensive side of the ball. No. And Herbert's playing real well, real well. So yeah, that guy's a stud. Dallas LA. Oh. <laughs> you heard it here first. He Bobby is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got him in two leagues and I, one league is a keeper league, which I'm thankful for. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Well, do you want to... Uh, should we take a trip around the globe? Oh, we could take... Uh... Do you think? Like, I don't know if he's around. He's a freaking hard guy to keep track of. This guy's all over the place. Um, but word is that he might have had time to reach out to us. He did. Did he? He did. Okay. Um, and that's... Everybody knows him. That's That's our boy. I want you. Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Thank you. Fuck. And you know what? He doesn't fail to impress because Mm -hmm. he sent in a three-parter. Yeah. (laughs) Number one. Should Tom Brady be honored in New England? And if so, how how should he be remembered? Retire his number slash jersey. Some kind of statue like that, like the one Ronaldo got. The bust. The bust. <laughs> oh, man. I think they should retire his jersey in, in New uh, England. It's not even a question. Yeah. Not even a question. To. The number's got to go up. No one ever wears 12 again. No. He's the best quarterback. Of in all the, time. Of all time. So, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely honored. You know, like, we went to Denver and their former owner has a statue outside of the yeah they outside could, of the field. They could put a statue out so there. fuck if a Tim Brody one goes up sure why not you know the guys yeah the best to ever do it I think so I, I they they would have to they would be silly not to they retired ten in New York for Eli oh baby give it to him <laughs> two <laughs> times yeah two, two times time. Super Bowl champion <laughs> you know that's uh, that's a leader yeah, right you, there. Have you been watching those Monday night uh, broadcasts with Eli and Pate? No, I haven't because I don't have proper cable. Oh, that's right. It's pro- <laughs> God damn, proper cable. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. I just got Dazzin. Yeah, and can watch Ted Lasso, but you oh, can't watch yeah. basic. Ted Lasso's fucking good show. Right, too, but by you, the way. yeah, but that's like, what is that, Apple? 
Apple, Apple Apple TV. Apple, yeah, yeah. I don't have that one. Um, yeah, well, and then part two. Part two is Justin Fields the future in Chicago. Why is Dalton being billed as a starter when he's healthy? Well, he said if Justin Fields. Oh, I think it's obvious he is the future. So you're saying why? Why is fucking Nagy coming out saying Dalton's the guy when he's healthy? I don't know. I mean, Nagy's he's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, like we were gonna save it for pass around the NFL, but we could easily go into our Matt Nagy rants right now. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, he's, he's a moron. You know, like it's just it's it's wild watching how how he was so ill prepared for his rookie quarterback going into on a road game into Cleveland against one that, of the best defenses in the league. That D line, like just negligent. The guy's a moron. Yeah, you know. Um, our uh, insider, he contacted us. He gave us the direct. Yeah, he, new, Dan newest, Dan Orlovsky, newest hire. Um, on yeah. ESPN, he uh, he had something good to say about it. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was vibing. Oh man, <laughs> Teddy, Bruce, Bong, yeah. Boss, Come Springsteen. The Chicago Bears should fire Matt Nagy today because yesterday's game plan, which was the worst one I've ever seen in my life, was either negligence or intentional. It's been 149 days since the Bears drafted Justin Fields. You had 149 days to start to build the game plan around the skill set of this young man, and it was an embarrassment. Justin Fields threw the ball 20 times yesterday. 13 times they went with five-man protection with no help for their offensive line. 13 out of 20. Yesterday you showed us that you are incapable of designing the proper game plan around a dynamic quarterback, or you showed us, showed us that it was intentional, that you wanted him to fail, and you set him up to be a disaster. Can I say Truth. Yeah. Everything he said there I completely agree with. I don't know how you're not prepared for that. You know, going into the week, Miles Garrett, coming off of that, uh, our previous win, uh, was saying that the offensive line was double teaming him, chipping him. He was complaining all about it. They asked him how the Chicago game went, and he said, I wasn't doubled once. I wasn't chipped once. It was awesome. He <laughs> said, We expected so much more from Fields, but he didn't do it. Yeah. He was just sitting there. You know, like, I think he might have mentioned it in his rant. There was, uh, in the 31 pass play attempts that they made, 21 of those 31, they only had the minimum of five blockers in yeah. for fields. Only three passes were thrown from outside the pocket. And I mean, you look at this and you think, oh my God, like maybe everyone was wrong about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Maybe, because this looks like, I've seen this show, this show before. High draft pick, Matt Nagy gets him, doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe Trubisky wasn't the issue. It was Nagy. True. You know, like, fuck. Total yards in that game. The Browns had 418. The Bears had 47. Passing yards, we had 203. The Bears had one when you factor in the sacks. <laughs> First downs, the Browns had 26. The, the Bears had six. Like, he was sacked nine times. Wild. How do you not prepare for that? And you can't blame your O-line. That's you. And, like, there's been uh, talk this week that, yo, we had a big sit-down. We talked about the offense. And apparently 
Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, will now take over play calling this Good. week. Um, fuck. Like, at least he recognizes it. But for a guy that's basically coaching for his life, like, he's not... Totally. If he doesn't do well, he's gone. Dunzo. Why, why wouldn't you roll with fields and design plays for him and cater to cater to his style exactly you know? it makes no sense and why are you sticking with dalton like fuck it, it, it so to me it looks like you know what fuck you this is i wanted dalton and i i didn't agree with whatever management was doing so i'm gonna play my guy yeah i'm gonna play my guy and like if that's his attitude then fucking kick rocks like he should be gone by now yeah i would say he, should he ain't be wrong it. he ain't wrong oh fucking matt Nagy. anyways uh, Mr. Worldwide's third question yeah. says, we are, we are entering week four of the Flyers League. Will the commish continue his streak of roster moves? And who is your early pick for winning it all? Uh, <clears throat> am I making the most roster moves? Uh, in the triple F? No, not even close. No. no. Who's, who's first? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny's, let me get down to that information. Johnny, it's, um, it's, wild <laughs> i could not believe it when i wrote it down so we are and how long have we played uh four weeks three and a half weeks yeah, three and a half weeks johnny's made 17 moves <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and, you know and like you, you have to think like any other any other league with any other players you'd be like holy fuck basically week four the guys made 17 moves there's no way anybody can catch him but johnny's got you in his league so <laughs> there is a shot because you're behind him you're you have nine you have oh, that's nine not right that now. bad not, that's three not bad. per week <laughs> that's a lot you know like you look at Kess, his team three and oh have not made a single roster move yeah so Gut, baby. I'm only moving bench guys around just for the fun of it, though. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like moving around deck chairs, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, who is your prediction? Um, You know what? I mean, like I told Maddie earlier, I was hard-pressed not to pick myself. Um, but I think, uh, I think John McDaniel should probably win. Yes. Yeah, I was I looking would... at John's roster, too. I think he's solid. I mean, I think Kess has a good shot too, but uh, maybe I just hope Kess doesn't win. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The um, I think I think John's got a heck of a team. Uh, obviously, you don't want to pick your your own team. That's giving yourself the kiss of death. Uh, Kess has a good team too. Of course, both those teams are currently three and zero, and um, with the with John's team, who do you think you are? I am. Um, they've got the most points for 462, which is obviously the big most in the league, and they have the fewest points to points against. Yeah, 311, which is you know some guys have all the luck. Fucker. Yeah, some guys do have all the luck. I'm <laughs> sitting. Uh, I'm sitting a comfy third. No, second in points for in the Flyers league. Right. Twenty twenty two under. Uh, under John, but sitting at two and one, that's okay. Two and one, yeah. Kess has a good squad too, so I, those would be my early, early front runners. But a lot can change. Right? Totally. Um, Kellen from Calgary, mm. he uh, writes in about the new super, newly announced Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, okay. Kel's a big didn't want to touch. Didn't want to touch on 
on no. the AFC North no. at all this week? No. No? No. Crickets? No. Okay. Nothing about okay. the AFC North, okay. but we hey, got to respect the resilience. <laughs> um, he said it's a 15-minute set with five performers. It's clearly going to be a mashup of quick snippets of songs. Hell yeah. Um, Mary J. Blige should get in Family Affair. Yes. And he wants to know what the over-under is. And he or he's putting the over under on Mary J. Blige songs at one and a half. He wants to know if you think it's over oh. or under. Man, what's another Mary J. Blige song after Family Affair? Bring on it, crumpkin, bing bing. Oh bing, yeah, that bing, is a good. That's turn. the one, right? All that long, me, yeah, whatever. Right? I would say they got to play that song. Yeah, for sure. That's the one. But like, I can't name you a second Mary J. Blige song. Unless she's like featured on the on the side, right? I think I don't even know. I if think I, could. Uh, I think I'm going the under. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll take the under on that for sure. When you have Kendrick and Dre and Eminem and Snoop, yeah, man. Of course they're gonna Ooh. play fucking still Dre. Yes, for they sure. Have to forgot about Dre too. Yeah, can't pass that one up. G thing, a... you know, gin and juice. Can you play that at the Super Bowl? Yeah, sure. Kendrick Lamar, man, uh, he's got got yeah, some. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So. Yeah, um, I'm excited for that halftime show. Yeah, me too. You know what? I think they did a a good move on. Um, they did a good move going with a lot of LA based uh, musicians there. You know, keeping it local and stuff. I, I dig that. I like that vibe, and it's gonna be awesome in the new stadium. I think did it's uh, Did you hear about Eminem opening a Mom's Spaghetti? Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, is that actually true? Or is yeah, it just he was whatever, there. A meme is that? I thought it was a meme. There's no way he's actually done it. Yes, he opened a restaurant in Detroit called Mom Spaghetti, and it's like a corner takeout spaghetti place. <laughs> People were lined up, man. He was serving it. He was serving it in the window. Eminem. Okay, like I, I <laughs> thought for sure that was a meme. Like that looked like a picture was taken of him ten years ago in one of his videos. No man, he looks this exact same. It's crazy. No hairnet, just a toque and a hood. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh man. Well, we uh, we did give this guy his own music. Yeah, you we? you declared it. Puff Dads. Puff Dads, baby. Oh, baby. And that's uh, that's our boy, Big Dick Daddy. Daddy's here, and Daddy is going to take care of you. Mm. Big Dick Daddy coming through. We'll, we'll tell you right now, not only did he send in questions this week, two-parter, of course. Yes. Above and beyond. But he's the first man... To take us up on our challenge of doing a fearless prediction and a tank prediction. Yeah. So he stepped up. So let's see how he does this week. And then maybe maybe we'll get a little bit more respect around here. <laughs> yeah. When they see how fucking hot it is. Yeah, man. Me and Michael Giuseppe, we made a couple picks last week. It's fucking hard. Yeah, it is hard. So, well, yeah, we're looking forward to that later. But uh, old BDD writes in and he says... Where is it here? Oh, what is your favorite position to watch a player dominate in? And which player comes to mind? 
Offense, defense, doesn't have to be a current player either. I just want to know. Big Dick Daddy. <laughs> I mean, it, I it's pretty cool to watch any player be dominant at his position. You know, like when he just takes the field with swagger and you know he's going to play well. Oh, yeah. Um, a good linebacker is a, you know, a clutch part of any defense, man. Mm. He's the quarterback of the defense, you know. Um, like, what's that young guy on Cincinnati? Wilson. Logan Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, he's a stud. Like, he was good, man. He was fucking good. rallying the troops. They were huddling, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite play that that linebacker makes? Like, a stick? Just a massive, yeah, massive just a hit? massive hit on the running back coming through the fucking... Coming mm. through what he thinks is a hole. Yeah. Oh, man. You, this is was... like a Blake Martinez who just... Uh, <laughs> Got injured, tore his ACL. Damn, really? Yeah, so that's a real tough hit. That is a big team. hit, yeah. And he's, Shit, I didn't he's know good, that. man. I don't yeah. know. I like, I like that. Those young linebackers, man. Mm-hmm. It's nice to watch him fly to the ball. Yeah, that's that's a good answer, Gord. I didn't even... That, yeah, good answer. Um, I actually landed on a couple. Uh, one is a bit surprising, but uh, when you see either an O-line or a tight end, because... In real life, I really appreciate a tight end. In fantasy, I can't stand them. But in real life, they're wonderful. When you see an O-lineman or a tight end finish their block or pancake somebody and just run them into the fucking ground or run them out of the field, throw them out the club, you know what I mean? Like, take them to the sideline and keep going. That is fucking poetic to watch. I like that shit. Um, there and then, that, those clips of Kittle pancake. Yeah, guys. exactly. And, and he's who comes to mind when you think of tight ends. That guy finishes every play, every play. Um, and then another thing I really love is watching a big dominant receiver win a contested catch down mm. the field. It could be a touchdown, could be along the sidelines, whatever. And what came to mind right away, and there's been a lot of clips circulating on Instagram about him lately, uh, uh, Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. That guy was a freak. I think NFL Throwback put out on their Instagram, what's your favorite uh, Calvin Johnson catch? And it was just like 10 in a row. Yeah. And like right away I thought about that catch he made against the Bengals where it was like triple coverage. Stafford just hucks it up while getting taken down. Oh, man. The guy was just unreal. So watching something like that, that's that's something I really... You know what are one nice? One of my favorite parts when of the game. When big men get TDs. Oh, big boy TDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. When they become an eligible receiver yeah. and they catch a fucking jump pass. Oh, man. man. The best one was when... Uh, I forget who kicked it, but it was against the Patriots and Dan Connolly caught it <laughs> on a kickoff. And he just like kind of holds it real tight to his body and then... Like three or four yards in, realizes, hey, I'm not tackled yet. And he took the thing back like 60 yards oh, and man. just got stopped short of the goal line. Fuck, it was awesome. But yeah, Big Boy Tutty is nice mm-hmm. too. Great question. Yeah, How young really Joe good. Burrow looks. He's a baby. Just a crazy, baby. hey? Yeah, not a whisker on his face. No. Damn. Um, the next one comes in here uh, from, from Old Rob in New Denver. Yeah. <laughs> You both play in multiple leagues and have said pros and cons to both. We all know that everyone has different opinions when it comes to rules and drafting. Would you ever consider adding a dynasty league on top of our existing one? Or just another league with different options? Old Rob in New Denver. So like changing our league into a dynasty league? I think the options are, yeah, change it into a dynasty or would you add an additional one? 
Well, I don't know if you'd have enough guys to have two leagues. You know, that's quite a bit. But I don't think I would do a dynasty league. I would do a keeper league, though. Mm. Right? Right. So, three keeper. Yeah, three keeper. Or dynasty, keeper. you're basically keeping the entire lineup. Yeah. Except for one or two. Uh, I was reading a bit about dynasties, and, like, I guess the advantage is, like, obviously your rookies and young players are a premium. You're looking forward to them uh, developing and stuff. But it, it you there's, a, I guess, a lot more trades, and picks become way more valuable. Mm-hmm. So in, in season trading and shit like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd be, if I'd want to add a fourth league. Like, in my eyes, like, there's already one that I kind of ignore a little bit, which is the auction league. Just based on, you know, buy-in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm sure, like, Shane and Chris feel the same way. Um, you know, so adding a fourth, it'd just be like, fuck, like, you know. I don't know. Like keeping your players straight and stuff like that yeah. might be tricky. Four is, three is perfect, if, I think. Yeah, if anything, I'd be open to making the triple F a keeper. Yeah, you'd have to do a whole other draft. Though. Exactly. Like, you establish it you know going into next year and say okay this year is keeper league mm-hmm. and then start start fresh right um no punishments in keeper leagues no no there's no real punishment in the flyers league anyway but you know what it's a fun league it right? is a fun league yeah you know what i mean get to chirp the boys yeah yeah for sure right um okay next question comes in from show life shane and he writes in great start of the year on the pod fellas wish i could say the same about my team the DeGens are down bad. Real bad. My question is, can I borrow your copy of the Don't Kill Yourself book? Or is it too worn down to read? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um, Tough start. 0-3. Yeah, you know what? It... Uh... <laughs> It is tough, but everybody everybody goes through it, Shane. Reading don't kill myself books. Man, I've been there. Those pages are so dog eared by this yeah, point. Just man, tattered I've, cover. I've been there. I'm so happy Dude, to be You're the owner of the book. I, yeah, I I know. I'm uh I'm happy to be one and two. I fucking I got Scrapped out of two wins, weeks one and two. Week three, I squeaked by, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I wasn't chirping. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah. You know? Just happy to get that dub, baby. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a tough start for, for old Dutch, but uh, I think he can turn it around. He's just got to get some, some luck going. Just had to get out of your division. Get out of your division, that's true. Maybe acquire a running back. Yeah, I mean, you got six or seven receivers. Yeah, so. a few receivers. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, too. Like, he he just picked up J.J. Taylor off the wire. It's going to be interesting to see, like, what happens now with James White's injury. Yeah. Is it going to be Taylor or Stevenson? Or is Harris still they're just going to take more of a role? Like, I think Harris is their... their... He's you know, always early down bruiser. Oh, man. for sure. Number one, for sure. But will they just like give those touches to him or will they spread hmm. the wealth a little bit? Hard to say. But yeah, I think, you know, it's early on in the season. 0 yeah. 3 isn't great, but 
Keep your head it's, up, buddy. Yeah, time to turn her around. <laughs> um, I've got one more question. Do you? Are you all good? Oh, you've got one, right? Well, we hit Taze, we hit Smellins. Kess? Um, Did you want to cover Kess's question? Yeah, we can fire up Kess. Sure. Question. Um, Kess writes in. Don't really know if he listens, but that's okay. <laughs> Do you think because Roethlisberger has stopped his masturbation addiction and found Jesus that his arm strength <clears throat> has suffered from lack of use and that's why he looks washed up this year? Hmm. Well, we're assuming he's a righty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think Ben Roethlisberger's just fucking had a hard career, man. He's he's old too. Oh man, he's had a. I didn't write. I didn't copy that. It was sat like down. it was like out of his seventeen seasons, they think he's had nineteen serious injuries. Yeah, yeah, from head to toe, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like thorough. Uh, yeah, I think it's just you know, Father Time's a hell of a. Hell of a motherfucker. Uh, he's had a good career. Yeah, heck of a career. So a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's obviously you know well, the the horizons within. But who are the, who's their next guy up? Dwayne. No, oh, it might be Haskins or it might be Mason. Mason, that's Mason a, Rudolph. Those are, those are bad A's and B's. Well, you, know, you gotta say like, okay, this kind of feeds into our our next question, and this came to me. From Johnny Trade and Swap. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, would you prefer to have had the Browns draft Allen instead of Mayfield? Watching Baker play, do you think he is explosive enough to lead the Browns to the ship? Hell of a question. Now, I love Josh Allen. I think he'd be awesome as the Browns quarterback. But... Having been through what I've been through with this team at that position, I am so happy to have Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and I'm very hesitant to slander him or really go against him because I do think he's quite talented. I think, you know, for the first three years of his career, it was three different coaches, three different systems. He's finally got stability there with Stefanski. He's got a hell of a cast around him. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm really happy, and I look back at that draft, and it was like, Okay, Mayfield panned out in my eyes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Allen panned out big time for sure. Sam Darnold, maybe now than in Carolina, but his Jets career, I'd say no. Um, but it's turning around. Josh Rosen, Didn't, backing up in Atlanta. But he was like 9th or 10th, right? 10th, yeah. And then Lamar went 31st. Every team passed over Lamar, right? Yeah. 31, 32, something like that. And then we just talked about it. Mason Rudolph went in the third round. Which is crazy. Could you imagine if the Browns had... Fucking Lamar Jackson. Yeah, wild. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very, very. But I'm just saying, like, at the time, like, Lamar wasn't even discussed in the top no. five or four quarterbacks, whatever was, it is. I thought he was going to go in the second round. Right. The entire debate was Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen first overall, really. Yeah. Josh Allen was kind of like, okay, he'll go second or third. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I Josh Allen's a hell of a quarterback. It'd be cool if he was a Brown. But I'm totally fine with Baker. And I look at, like, the list. Spurgeon Wynn, Trent Dilfer, Bruce Gradkowski, fucking Jake DeLome, Colt McCoy, Brandon Whedon, Jason Campbell, uh, Brian Hoyer, <laughs> Manziel, McCown. I, we have seen some shit, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm just happy to have a quarterback that's dependable. 
and I do think he's got the capability to take us where we need to go because it's not all riding on him. Whereas, like, you look at Allen and Buffalo a bit, he's got a great supporting cast, but he's also, like, their best rusher. Mm-hmm. And if he's not playing well, then, then the Browns aren't, then the Bills aren't playing well. Whereas, like, if Baker has an off game, we've you got Chubb and, Hunt, Chubb and Hunt, right? Or yeah. those, or those, the three tight ends that we kind of swap in and out can can be those safety valves for him and just do those short passes, right? So, yeah, I believe in Baker. I, I like Baker. Mm-hmm. I fucking, I have him in my one league, and he's been serviceable. Serviceable. Not putting up crazy fantasy numbers, but... No, but you know what? Good nonetheless. Good enough. Mm. Okay, cruising. Cruising. Pass it around the NFL. <laughs> Here we go. 52 minutes, but you know what? We did hit a few things in the questions. Oh, totally. Multitasking. Yeah, exactly. We're segueing. Yeah, yeah we're good. Mixing segues. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, one big thing that got announced this week was that Monday Night Football. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. weird. Gord's, Gord's <laughs> checking out TMZ while we're recording the pod. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. Did John Stamos get that hair conditioner? Did we find out? <laughs> Anyways, the NFL is now introducing Monday Night Football to the playoffs. So it will now be dubbed the Super Wild Card Weekend, and it begins this season. So traditionally, uh, wild card games are Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's going to change. Uh, one team or two teams will play on Monday. Um, they kick off January 15th. They run the playoffs go all the way till February 13th with the obviously ending being Super Bowl at SoFi, Super Bowl 56. Um, now one key question that kind of needs to be thought of from the announcement was, uh, what are like the, the chances of a significant rest disadvantage, uh, to the winner of the Monday night playoff football game Mm. or playoff game, right? Like they reseed after the first round, but it complicates things because like the Monday night winner could uh, potentially have to play on short rest against the number one seed who's coming off an extra week off. Right, so yeah. you, you know, I, if I, if it were me, I would not want to be the Monday night team. Uh, you want that extra day to rest. Um, so, anyway, it's just something that I I don't know if it was talked about a lot about what oh, was going geez. on. You find the <laughs> info you're looking for? No, I don't know. Every time I open up the ground, it gives me a whip. <laughs> mm, man, maybe you gotta shut her down and then reopen her up. Oh yeah, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Technology. Technology. Um, just a quick clip. A, uh, a better on Sunday placed a $12 parlay on two fullbacks to score. Raiders fullback Alec Ingold and Niners fullback Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. <laughs> and hit. And he hit. <laughs> Fucking right. 24, tw- almost 25 hundy. Wow. And he just quoted saying, yeah, big fullbacks guy. <laughs> <laughs> And his name was Gord Dick. No, no, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um, <coughs> Fuck, that's crazy. Oh, that's a good bet, man. Did you hear about the guy who bet eight dollars on the twelve match parlay yeah. on the Ryder Cup and hit? He oh. won almost a mil. Oh, on the Ryder Cup? No, yes, dude. So he bet and he guessed Morikawa and Spieth to both tie, and he guessed all the other wins right. And he an eight dollar bet. He went almost a million dollars. Shit. 
Nine hundred and some thousand. Damn. Wild, hey? Mm. Wild. The stew is so excited about oh, yeah. this part of the pod. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Man, that's awesome. And then, obviously, there was that guy that placed uh, the free $25 uh, bet on the on the week's games, and he had every game he had every game hit, and he needed the Eagles to pull through on Monday night. <laughs> and, they, and then they obviously didn't. But he, it was something like seventeen grand that the guy lost on it. He was just so chapped. He was doing like live video <coughs> updates of how of the night. Fuck. Oh shit, brutal. Um, I know he's not in the league, and I know he's not a coach, but fuck, it's fun to make fun of him. So let's gas on Gase a little bit. Uh, Adam Gase. So if you look at it, uh, he was uh, Marshall High School's. First year after he left coaching there, uh, they won the state title. Uh, LSU's first year when Adam Gase left there, they won a national championship. (laughs) Uh, Peyton Manning's first year without Adam Gase, he won a Super Bowl. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's first year without Adam Gase, he was named the comeback player of the year. And Sam Darnold's first year without Adam Gase, he's turned it 3-0. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are bad. Fucking crazy bad guy. Stats. Man, Carolina looks good. Yeah, they do. They do. 3-0. What's your favorite part about Carolina? <laughs> Superb, baby. <laughs> oh. oh, you got... Uh... Mm, I've got the clip, yeah. So, Surper is the name of... Uh... Carolina's mascot. Carolina's mascot, yeah. And uh, there was, there's a recent video that emerged of when Robbie Anderson got there. He had no clue who who he was. So <coughs> this is him talking with Curtis Samuel on the sidelines. <laughs> What's that bear up there? <laughs> Who, who's Sir Purr? Who's that bear up there? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Fucking Carolina's doing it big. Yeah, um, they're, having, they're having a great year. <coughs> and you know what? I Well, we'll have to see this week because with no McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Chuba getting that lead, lead role. Chuba's getting the... He's, yeah, speaking of mascots, did you see that clip of uh, the Jags mascot doing that gainer? No. Off the oh, he was at like the top of the stadium. He runs, does a gainer off of it. He's attached to a rope, and then just plummets and swings across the entire field. It was wild. And he was like on purpose. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. He was like hooked up a safety harness and everything. Yeah, I don't know what his name is. Kellen probably does. <laughs> yeah, the kitten cat guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, big cat runs. guy. Um. I thought it was a pretty cool moment after the Chiefs uh, Chargers game last week. Obviously, Chargers with the upset win. Oh yeah. Um, and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey both both went up to my boy. Yes. And uh, and gave him a little gave him a little love. That's that's two of the best in the game. Yeah, to give you uh, give you a little props, eh? That's pretty. De- that's pretty good. Yeah, and it, I think it means a little bit more that they're a divisional foe. Exactly. To, for them to search you out, yeah. 
Game recognized game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it also came out, obviously leading up to their matchup on Sunday night, that Aaron Rodgers' preferred destination was the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so Kyle Shanahan reached out to Packers coach Matt LaFleur, but was basically told in no uncertain terms that Rodgers was unavailable. So famously, 16 years ago, the San Francisco 49ers passed on Rodgers to take Alex Smith in the 05 draft. Uh, and we all know how that story played out. So basically, after the Niners were denied, uh, they did they adjusted their plans, did a quick pivot, and picked up Trey Lance mm-hmm. for a boatload of picks. Um, so, But I think the uh, wild thing that kind of happened is that this strained the relationship between LaFleur and Shanahan, who are like really close friends oh. in the coaching circles, uh, to the point where uh, LaFleur had to come out and deny any rift. So he said... Kyle's a great friend of mine. Absolutely, I hold hold on. <laughs> I hold no ill will toward him. I understand he's trying to do whatever he thinks he needs to do for his football team. He's got a responsibility to everyone in that organization, and and if there's an, an opportunity, I don't hold that against him. So yeah, that will have no effect on our relationship. But just interesting to know and uh, kind of make note of going into this off season, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's, that's a tough one when you, you know the guy. Yeah. Tough. But you got to do what's best for your team. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And Matt LaFleur knows that. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think yeah. that's why there's, yeah, it should be all good. Um, your boy, uh, your boy Tom is back hmm. this year. Back to Gillette Stadium. Yes. Yeah. And then, which is pretty, which is pretty wild. So the, Pats had the first losing season in 20 years last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. 2000 to nine, or 2019. 2019. <laughs> 2019. They hadn't had a losing season. And then Tom Brady goes to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl, and the Patriots don't even sniff the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's nice for the Eli brothers to, to bring... Brady and, and Tom together. <laughs> but congratulations on having your number retired yesterday. That's awesome, bro. I'm proud of you. Thank you, bro. Yeah, it was a special day. The crowd was amazing. Great response. And being there with my Holy teammates life. and coaches was really special. You deserved every victory. You earned them all. An amazing quarterback. You displayed everything that it takes to be one of the all-time greats. Congratulations on your 16-year franchise record career with the New York Giants. It's a heck of a tribute to from Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I think you're the only guy that beat them in the Super Bowl that can bring them together now to do a video together, a testimonial to you. Congratulations. Oh, man. Give it to my boy. <laughs> Fuck. Give it to my boy. Oh, man. Fucking belly, man. That guy is comedy. <laughs> Oh, uh, did you hear his his comments on social media with the current athlete? Oh, they're pretty good. First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. Um, but it doesn't matter. Um, we played football before there was social media and it didn't matter then either. First of all... <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! It didn't matter because it didn't exist. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I've got one more thing for passing. You are you all done? Yours? Um. 
Got anything else? Or we're going to talk about Shady and, and Dank stats. Yeah. Oh, no, we can talk about him now. Let, might as well bring well, it up. Yeah, LeSean yeah. McCoy, he's, he's hanging hanging him up after 12 seasons. And uh, hell, of a, hell of a running back. Man. Yeah, big Hell time. of a running back. Yeah, and seemed to be a cut above everybody else, especially in the snow. Exactly. What a, like, some of my big shady memories are him running, like, in Didn't he a rush, like, 200 yards for the Bills yeah. that year? Yeah, 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 Who's this yeah. Who's the guy Eagles, is OJ? Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, so the neat thing is he signed a one-day contract with Philly to retire an Eagle. Uh, he was the 53rd pick in 09. 12 seasons, as Gord said, 170 games. Over 1,100 yards rushing, or 11,000 yards rushing, sorry. 3,898 reception yards, 89 total touchdowns. Six times he went to the Pro Bowl. Two-time first-team All-Pro and two-time Super Bowl champ. Crazy. Crazy. Um, he, in fact, so that's the thing about Shady McCoy. His When he would hold the ball, he's holding it way out oh, there. Oh, man, loaf of bread. Yeah, like he's literally running... Like, just holding oh, the ball yeah. out, not tucked in at all. Yeah. He only had 25 fumbles in his career. Over over 1,500 carries. Wow. And 25 fumbles. Yeah. That's good. Just For a guy that just, just held yeah. it out there. Yeah. No kidding, hey? Yeah. So, congrats, LaShawn. He was uh, Marty's milestone this week. Um. I figured we'd uh, just hit a quick Dick's uh, simple stat. For sure. At the end to pass it. And just to keep the guys informed, just a quick passing yards and rushing yards, uh, receiving yards leaders. Sure. All right. Um, passing yards, number one. Who do you think it is, Maddie? Who's been slinging it? Derek Carr. Yep. 1,203. Wow. In first. Second, Tim Brody. Just over a thousand, thousand eighty-seven. Okay. Third, Kyler. Four, my boy Herbert. Five, Maddie Stafford. Mm. Receiving yards, number one. <coughs> um, who the hell is it? Uh, fuck. Brandon Cooks is probably third or fourth. Brandon Cooks is third. Cooper Cup is Cooper first. Cooper Cup, yeah. Debo is still second. Devontae right. is fourth. Tyler Lockett is tied for fourth. They both have 309. Rushing leaders. King Henry, number one. Yeah. 353. Joe Main Mixon, 296. Nick Chubb, your boy. Yeah. Third. Fourth. Lamar Jackson, 251. Yes. Next closest guy, only 203, and that's David Montgomery. Montgomery's having a nice year in Chicago. Have to give him props. Uh, and Chubb, he really didn't get featured a lot last week against nope. uh, against Chicago. It was a Kareem Hunt day. So for him to be in third after after that, good good on him. Um, before we go into our next segment, there's actually one more thing I want to bring up in passing around the NFL. And it's, I feel like he would be our boy. A good buddy of ours. <laughs> Lyle Collins. <laughs> Uh, the offensive tackle for the Cowboys uh, was reportedly suspended for missing multiple drug tests <laughs> and attempting to, to, to bribe a test collector. Uh, our, our BFB correspondent and part-time ESPN reporter, Adam Schefter, told us <laughs> <laughs> that Collins also went around a union-negotiated reduction of his planned five-game suspension 
to two games, appealing the ban, and and he ultimately lost. So he's set to receive uh, a five-game suspension. Uh, Collins would not have been suspended at all for a failed drug test for marijuana under the NFL's collective bargaining agreement (laughs) had he just taken the test. Essentially, he turned what could have been a zero-game suspension into a five-game ban for lack of diligence and attempted bribery. (laughs) By the time he returns to the lineup, he'll have missed 21 of the last 23 Cowboy games. He sat out the entire 2020 season season with a hip injury. So, fuck, man. (laughs) Bribing them boys. (laughs) Oh, that's... That's fucking funny, man. You can't make that shit up. (laughs) No. the old studio we bounce him back baby it's you know what it's another good song we get to play on the pod each week yeah i love that one um and it's a good break between the meat of the pod and the seggies of the pod yeah true <laughs> right true i'd say most people probably start to fade out right around the bounce right back now, right now yeah. right, right now so feel free to We're turn g- down your dial or play that new album that you downloaded <laughs> Oh yeah, play that new T Swizzy album because <laughs> you got yeah. stoked on the pod last yeah, week. Whatever. We didn't remember it, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the bounce back boy this week is a guy who is having a uh, a really good season for the old Jake, and that's Teddy Bridgewater mm, in yes. Denver. Hell he's of a having, pick. He's having a great great year, but last week not really needed. Okay, no. so here's the thing. The bounce back boy this week is doing very well for his real life team. Yes. But what is he doing for your fantasy team? Not much. Last week, he only got 11 points, but again, uh, threw the ball for 243 yards. Didn't need him. No. And they won. And they're 3-0. and They're 3-0. A uh, bit of a surprise, 3-0. And I mean... I'm sure Robbie's stoked. Uh, Robbie's got to be stoked. And that's with injuries to significant parts of their offense exactly. with judy going down and then who is the other oh kj hamler gone yeah. for the year now yeah gone for the year so, so. they got trent patrick noah fan no tim patrick uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah, attorney at law i know <laughs> yeah it is tim patrick they got Noah fans they got Cortland sutton you know they got weapons for sure um so Javonta but, Williams, Javonta Williams, <laughs> Melvin yeah. Gordon III. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. they got. Oh man, I don't know his full uh, last name. Their backup tight end, Albert Albert Okungawale, or something like that. Okungawale, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this week they play Baltimore, who has actually quietly been shredded through the air. Mm. So Baltimore is uh, averaging over three hundred receiving yards against. Over three games. Um, I think that's going to give Teddy a little bit of room to grow, you know, and room to toss the ball around. Um, I think he's going to bounce back for fantasy owners. Perfect. Do I think he, they're going to win? 
next week in Baltimore, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I hope they do. It'd be real nice for the AFC to see yeah. the Rappers lose. Especially after that bullshit doink oh, record-setting God. field goal. Like, fuck off. Well, it was pretty wild. As if. And, like, the thing that wasn't really reported with that one was... I think it was like fourth and nineteen, and Lamar made that made a pass to get it there. I know, you know, fucking Justin Tucker, man. I was <laughs> so boy. looking forward to Detroit upsetting them for the division. You know, no, didn't happen. Didn't happen. But that's Teddy. He's the bounce back baby. Teddy two gloves. Love it. Good pick, Gord. Oh, baby. Let's turn it up a little bit. The United Nation. The United Nation is so strong. We talk about the meat of the pod. Well, this is the fucking skeleton, man. This is what holds it up. The backbone. The United by Uni segment is so popular that it even got its own question this week. Yes, that's true. Came in from our boy, Old Rob in New Denver. And he wrote in and he said... What phrase would you put on the back of your helmet if you could pick one? So, to refresh our resilience memories, uh, last se- last season the NFL introduced the ability to put, um, it was an approved list of victims, basically, who have been victims of, of police brutality. Mm-hmm. And then also a list of slogans, which include stop hate, and racism, it takes us all, takes all of us, sorry, Black Lives Matter, inspire change, and say their stories on the back of their helmet. And this year, it's the same thing, although I think it's only the phrases. I haven't seen any names, so it might be phrases. So Rob is asking, if you had a helmet, what would you put on the back? So Gord, you can jump in on this. (laughs) You're a United guy too. So would you pick end racism, stop hate, it takes all of us, Black Lives Matter, inspire change, or say their stories. Um, I can't put like Carpe Diem or something like that on the back of it. Live by the sword. <laughs> I don't know. Probably inspire change. I think. I would yeah, I like that one. That's the most neutral one. I think. You know. Yeah, I like say their stories. Yeah, that one's good. That too. one's pretty good. Yeah, so that's what I'd probably go with. Uh, last week, thank you, Rob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's not let's not belabor that point you know it is a great segment and robbie recognizes so thank True. you rob uh last week in the uniform highlights a couple surprise things happened that we didn't mention the week before uh number one was the chargers rolling out the yellow pants with white jerseys in arrowhead stadium against the chiefs that was the best looking game of the week yeah, for it sure yeah. it was a great game to watch uh, and then the the Jags busted out their teal pants, white tops. Looked very sharp as well. Mm-hmm. Nice watching Jamal Agnew take that thing 109 all yeah. the way to the house. Pretty sick. Only the third guy to do it. Third Corderell guy. Patterson did it. Yeah, that's right. And Antonio Baby Daddy Cromarty. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Fucking guy. Um, this week in the uniforms, big week for your boys, Gord. 
Do you know what's up? White pants. White pants. The debut yeah. of the white pants. Yeah. They come with the re- the red stripe down the side uh, that matches the one on the sleeve. First time the Giants are going to go white on white uh, in a while. Uh, it's going to look good. I think I I'm, think I'm so looking too. forward to it. I'm, I'm glad that it's not just an all white pant that they put the stripe on the side. No blue, though, no in the blue. white uni. Hey? No just blue in red, the white uni. White, white, white and red. red, and then the blue bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's something to look forward to. The Carolina Panthers are rocking their blue jerseys. Dolphins are wearing their gorgeous throwbacks. Now it's yet to be determined if they've settled on their white or their aqua or teal. Um, it will happen though. Uh, one of the two. This is uh, Thursday Nighter is the debut of the Bengals orange uniforms, which I think look pretty good. I didn't, yeah, mind, I them. Like them. I didn't mind them. And uh, the Ravens will be wearing purple pants with their white uniforms. The Raiders? The Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. Um, The best uniform matchup, though, to look forward to is on Monday night when the Raiders visit SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers, who will be wearing their powder blues. Going to be a nice one to look at Mm -hmm. for your eyeballs (laughs) on Monday night. You know? All you have to think about is just, like, when you think about things like that, you have to think about the details. The details of it all. <laughs> this will make sense in a moment. Fuck. I fucked it up. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, God oh, damn it. No. Oh, whatever. The pup. The pup. Fucking Teddy. <laughs> Teddy fucked me again. Oh, no. Here we go. I think I, I, think I, I, think I got her done. Big trust, baby. Big trust. Big trust. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the moment I think most fans, if you're not tuning into this, if you turned it out before this part comes, you're missing out. But it is uh, time for the debut of this week's Browns jerseys, Gordon. Oh, yes. So, uh, a little bit of a theme here. So, the first, well, No. It's two separate things. One is related to the week. Let me fix myself. Let me correct myself. One is related to the week's transactions. Okay. And then the other one is just uh, suitable for you. I'll right. just say. All so, right. First up, we have a knockoff. Our boy, your boy, Josh Gordon. <laughs> Welcome back to the NFL for the 13th time. Yeah. Hopefully this one sticks. Number 12, that's good. Number 12, working and signed with the Chiefs. Who knows? Who knows what happens? That was the one that was related to the week. Here's the one for Gord specifically. <laughs> Cleveland Browns legend, tight end, Jordan Cameron. Oh. <laughs> Not to be confused with Cameron Jordan. <laughs> Jordan Cameron <laughs> had two real good years for us, Brown. So, Gord, you slide that one on. Nice. Oh, baby. But, yeah, Josh Gordon, Scotty picked him up. Yeah. You think it's going to pan out? No. No, hey. Well, has he been that great for uh, 
anybody in the last how many years? He had a couple good games with uh, Tom Brady. In, yeah, see, in these England. ones fit way nice. Yeah, that's a nice box this cut on This is a you. good one. Yeah, man. Jordan Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron. Oh, well, you know what <laughs> You know what Dion always says? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And we're looking good. Maybe not smelling the best in these jerseys, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> now, actually, I would I was going to say before you get to our next segment, Gord, if you return my actual Gordon, you can take this Gordon. Oh, perfect. And take it off the shelf, right? Perfect. So then it's not available. Because so, who knows? There's, there's rumors. Rumors are swirling. That the BFB will be hosting our first guest of the season next week. Yes, um, swirling. And they will get first dibs on uh, the uh, ones available. Yeah. Who do you think's first pick? Colt McCoy? Uh, I'd, say, I'd say the Crow, man. Oh, you'd be the Crow, hey? For sure, yeah. Fuck, okay. Oh, yeah. Still the best song we play on the pod. Yeah, my favorite. My favorite for sure. For sure. It has to be. Mm, Bounce, maybe. Bounce Back Boy is good, but MIA, when this song came out, banging. Yes. Um, Missing in action this week, and it's uh, an Illinois resident. <laughs> um, this man has been, uh, you know, hunted for down in Chicago <laughs> all year Chicago. for fantasy owners. Uh, that's Mr. Allenson, Alan Robinson the second. Yeah. And you know what? Hasn't been great this year. Is it all his fault? Probably not. You know, it's Nagy's. And, uh, but owners drafted this guy in probably what? The fifth, sixth round? Yeah. You know? I think I did in the fourth. So. Fourth or fifth. That's, that's what I'm saying. That. He's got to be performing for these guys. Like fourth, fifth, sixth round. That you got to get guys getting you points there. Yes, I, I completely agree. Uh, Robinson's been super frustrating. I think like everything is there. It just hasn't clicked. Like he's definitely like, I think he's seeded a little bit to Darnell Darnell Mooney a bit. Yeah, but it's between those two. Like really, they're not using Cole Komet. As their tight end position, right? Like <laughs> your boy Cole, my boy Cole, Growing my friend. Up Cole. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, But guys were drafting Robinson to be their, you know, WR two, right? Oh, big time you or know? wide receiver one. I I wouldn't yeah. mind it. Like at the time, I took him as my WR one in the triple. It's uh, it's the production that they need, and it's honestly un- unless they are happy benching this guy. Somebody's got to find him on the back of that carton. Yes, somebody's got to find him. <laughs> and, like, I think the big thing that Alan needs to know is, like, we're not we're not mad at him. We're not upset with him. Like, maybe, maybe we had to roll to play and pushing him away. And recently, Gord's been playing a lot of uh, early 90s British pop for me. <laughs> Sending me songs, and it got me thinking about this forgotten band, uh, The All Saints. 
Just try to find peace of mind without you, Alan. But boy, we need you. Oh, we man. need you. Come back, boy. The second. Yes. Yeah. I can't. Forget we need it. him. And you know what's crazy is like he's battled through shitty quarterbacks his entire career. If you go back to Jacksonville, he's never had a solid quarterback. No, he hasn't. So I think I maybe I'm just trying to convince myself, but I think you just need to be patient and let it <laughs> let it let it work itself out. It'll get there. It'll oh get there. yeah, he'll be found. Uh, we don't, we didn't get any, uh, Feldy's feel good this week, but it's okay. Cause Marty found one. So we're going to jump into Marty's feel good. And this is a, a couple years old. So this is a story from 2019, but it kind of showed light, uh, last Saturday at a college football game. But basically there was a four, a fourth grade student, uh, who lives in Florida and, uh, her teacher took a picture of uh, what she wore to school one day because she got bullied for it. So basically, uh, her teacher said that uh, at the elementary school that she works at as a teacher, they have something called college color days where students could wear clothes that showed support for their favorite team. Uh, so this student, grade four boy, uh, didn't have any Tennessee Volunteers gear. So what he did was he, he pinned a hand-drawn UT logo to an orange shirt. He wore the shirt up until lunchtime when a bunch of girls started making fun of his design and, you know, what he was wearing. The neat thing is that University of Tennessee picked up on the design and they actually took took his picture and made it into official team shirt. shirt. So all proceeds from the sale go to the uh, charity called Stomp Out Bullying. And they plan to donate all of the proceeds to this charity. They've sold over a thousand of them. And on top of it, to show their gratitude to the boy, they've offered him a full four-year scholarship starting in 2032. Crazy. Which is wild. So they, he also got a care package full of UT gear that he can now wear to school proudly. Um, but for what what kind of brought it back to light was uh, this, this weekend, the, the volunteers took on the Florida Gators in Florida. But in the student section for Tennessee, almost all of the students were wearing the homemade yeah. UT uh, t-shirts. So just a Good just a really really cool story, really really cool story. And that was Marty's feel good. Well, I think this is becoming a pod favorite. Gord hates it, but I think it. I think the, the resilience are buying in, and it's who he play for, who he be at. Yeah, who got he be. <laughs> so we're gonna alternate. Gord, would you like to start us off? Okay, I'll, go I'll start you off. I'll start you off. Okay. okay. Um, this one is not Thursday night themed, although last week's was fucking hilarious. (laughs) How I stated it was Thursday night themed. So you literally had a 50-50 chance on every person that I had. Yes. And you failed on two of them. You hit one. On two of them, I said teams outside of the Thursday night. I was out of it, man. This one I didn't go with the Thursday night. Fucking, uh, last, well, we should just say like full disclosure. Last week. I, like Friday was rough. Oh yeah, oh, I was Friday so was fucking mangled after that. Episode. We were sipping whiskey right out of the bottle. Yeah, well, Mr. Yeah, Wiser might might start tonight. Who knows? <laughs> um, okay, first first player on the docket, Corey Clement. Oh, the running back, <laughs> Corey Clement. Who does yeah. he play for? Oh man, okay, he used to be an Eagle. Maybe he still is. Are you mind fucking me right <laughs> no, now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Corey Clement. Oh, that is tough. I have no clue who Corey Clement plays for. That's a hell of a pull. NFC. NFC. Okay. Um, 
Wow, that that rock that rocked me uh, to my core. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, hmm, the Washington football team. No, Dallas. Running Dallas. Back. Yeah, fourth stringer on Dallas. Fourth string. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Who's in front of Corey Clement? Well, Pollard, like obviously Zeke. Pollard and Zeke, but who's the third motherfucker? I can't remember. I don't know the other guys. Oh man, it's not Bo Scarborough, is it? Still, <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> remember when he was yeah. a relevant thing? <laughs> oh man, who do you got? You mm. Gotta go easy on here. Well, this should be pretty easy. Our boy, pod favorite, Dare Ogumbawale, <sighs> Jacksonville. That's right. He yeah. played tonight. You know, you wouldn't have known it if fucking Carlos Hyde didn't get called injured. No, man. I knew that. You I knew. knew that. Really? Because yes. he's third string. But yes. then tonight he was getting a ton of feeds. I was like, oh, Gore's going to get this right away. God nope, damn it. Good for you. One. one for one. That was quick, too. Very. Um, Geno Smith. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Back up. Back up. Back up to Russ. Yeah. I was quicker. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Was it? They're both pretty quick. Okay. Um, okay. D.D. Westbrook. Oh, no. He doesn't play for Jacksonville anymore. Um, does D.D. Westbrook, does he play for... Seattle. Good guess. He plays for Minnesota. Oh. He's a Mike. Didi. Didi. Oh, fucking <laughs> Didi. Um, okay, this one should be easy. Okay. You can't look. I'm not looking. <laughs> I can't even I can't even read your writing anyways. Yeah, that's true. It is Okay, this on. one should be an easy one. Sure. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Buffalo. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I th- I thought it was funny cuz we both sent each other that interview with what's his name on barstool oh caleb presley yeah, yeah. that was funny man was he good. has good interviews plenty balls man in the in the, <laughs> in the pool just eating ice cream um that's funny because i went with quarterback as well joe flacco uh the jets no Isn't it the Jets? I don't know. What are you settling on here? I'm settling on the Jets. It is not the Jets. Oh, man. I know it, too. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, man. I knew it was green. He is... <laughs> I, knew, I knew the team was green. Yeah. He's second. Second uh, string. Gardner Minshew, third. Yeah, I knew Gardner, Gardner Minshew, the <laughs> <No>. third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> man, I knew it was a, a green colored team. Because yeah. you see guys adding guys like that sometimes on Yahoo. See, that's uh, <clears throat> that's where it pays to know the difference between Midnight Green and Kelly Green. Uh, because Maybe I listen to you. Yeah, tomorrow. you know, you gotta be a devoted, be part of the nation. Okay, well, let's jump into Dank stats. Uh, so Justin Tucker's. NFL record 66-yard field goal and the Ravens win over Detroit Sunday. 
actually mark the second time in Lions history that they have lost a game on a record-setting field goal. So on November 8, 1970, the Saints' Tom Dempsey hit a then-record 63-yard field goal to beat the Lions in New Orleans. Wow. Sunday marked the first time the Chiefs have turned the ball over in each of their first three offensive possessions of a game since Week 15 in 2000 against the Panthers. <laughs> Tough start. The LA Rams, 40-0 when leading at halftime. Wow. Not bad. 40-0. <laughs> and oh. Yeah. They are a very... they. they I think they're the NFC favorite. Hard to discount Tampa, but boy. With Stafford like With Stafford man? and Eric Donald still on D, man. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, currently leading the NFL in yards per completion and yards per carry. Uh, no NFL <laughs> player in NFL history has led both categories in a single year. That's crazy. Yeah. Yards per completion and yards, yards per carry. carry. Yeah. Wow. Fucking nuts. Um, so, unfortunately... Much to my chagrin, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost tonight, and Trevor Lawrence uh, tied. Uh, he he got his fourth straight loss. So um, in his entire high school and college career, he went eighty-six and four. So he's now tied both of those in his. And first he's four only games. lost in the playoffs. Yes, that's right. Uh, brutal, tough start for him. But his teammate Jamal Agnew, we talked about it before. Returned that 109 uh, missed field goal all the way to the house. Tied Corderell, uh, who did it for Minnesota, and Antonio Cromartie. Baby daddy. <laughs> With three, uh, two receiving uh, touchdowns last week, Jamar Chase became the youngest player and first 21-year-old in NFL history to have four-plus reception touchdowns in his team's first three games of a season. Hall of Famer Randy Moss was the previous youngest player um, with three reception touchdowns in his team's first three games. Uh, the Browns' d- defense set single-game team records for total net yards allowed with 47 and net passing yards allowed with one uh, wow. on Sunday against the Bears. Zeke Elliott's two rushing touchdowns last week give him 49 for his career and sole possession of third on the Cowboys' all-time list. So at 49, he's pretty close to Tony Dorsett at 72, and a bit further away from Emmett Smith at 153. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Through his first uh, three games this season, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has thrown for 1,203 yards. The only quarterbacks in NFL history with more pass yards through his team's first three games are Tom Brady, 2011, with uh, 1,327. Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2018 with 1,230. And Kurt Warner in 2000 with 1,221. Marty's milestone we talked about before is LaShawn McCoy. And our one-hitter stat of the week goes to um, Sofia Laspina. Laspina. (laughs) She became the first woman to score a touchdown in the history of Long Island high school football. And as another prop to her, uh, Jets head coach Robert Sala Saleh took note... Saleh. And uh, <laughs> Saleh took notice and he rocked uh, the school's t-shirt at one of his press conferences leading up to the game in, during the week. Mm. So good for her. You know how it'd be. <laughs> we know how it'd be. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And those are the dang stats this week. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And a little, uh, a little nice. Uh, you know what? The last one is almost a Marty's feel good at the same time. 
Yeah. With Laspina? The... Yeah. Laspina. Laspina. <laughs> the name's Gina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, goddamn, this, uh, this crown is going down real easy. I fear tomorrow's going to be another tough day, but whatever. Ah, uh, we'll be okay. It's worth it. Well, Gord, it's getting harder. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. To find a different grinder theme song for you each week, but I didn't come to my end this week. Here we go. Oh baby, <laughs> E forty, putting in work. Yeah. <laughs> grind oh, never man. stops. The grind never stops, and you know what? This week is a special grinder because this week the union came together. No. They they were thinking about striking, but you know what they did? They just put their heads back down and they got to work. Oh man. All right. I thought around your job site you'd have methods to chase off those goddamn union rats. I know, I know, but they infiltrate. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We're stopping by Eminem's new spaghetti shop on the way home. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this week in the grinder, it's not just one grinder, there's four grinders. Mm. Ooh. But you know what? First grinder, top of the list. DJ Moore, 126 yards, no tutty versus Houston. And DJ Moore, quietly, has been pretty good since he entered the league. Big physical receiver. Um, How many quarterbacks has he had? Yeah, he's had a few. (laughs) Out of Maryland, not necessarily a big school when it comes to receivers. That guy is... He is a grinder, man. He's a, he is a grinder. Dude, yeah, he is a grinder. He does it quietly. Like exactly, you're never stoked to draft him. No, but you're but always happy you, you do. I drafted him his rookie year, and I thought, you know what, this guy's gonna be good. The next year, I stayed away from him because I was trapped. Last the, that year, I had him, and I went back to him this year. Yeah, and uh, he's done really well for me. It's been good. Got to switch to his old college number. Oh yeah, number two. Motivating. Nice, nice. You know. Uh, second grinder, honorable mention, Alexander Madison last week. 112 yards on the ground, no tutty versus Seattle. Give it to him. Damn. Backing up Dalvin. Uh, I didn't know doing, he broke 100. Doing just as good of a job for for that team. Hurts that I'm the cook owner. Yes. But yeah, fuck. Yeah, great week. Good for him. Uh, Derek Henry had 113 yards on the ground, no, no tutty versus Indy, but everybody knows he's grinding every week. Ho-hum. Um, but you know who's the, the fourth grinder of the week? And that's your boy, Mark Andrews. 109 <laughs> yards and no tutty last week. Yeah. That's a grinder week too, man, out of a tight end. Yeah, they better tell the offensive coordinator down there. Target him in the end zone, not Marquise Brown. Yeah, it's true. Because Hollywood ain't catching shit. He dropped two. Mm-hmm. That guy could have had over 200 yards receiving two, maybe three touchdowns last week. And he dropped all of them. I know. Imagine Lamar's week if that happened. Crazy. Yeah, Andrews is through and through the most dependable guy. He is. On the Ravens receiving core. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's always like that. Fuck. Okay, well, we alluded to it before. 
Um, you don't make a prediction in the grinder. You just talk about. No, we just no, grind. we're good. Okay, we just grind. <laughs> Thank yeah. God, there's no prediction in the grinder. Okay, <laughs> so uh, we mentioned it before. We have a challenger in uh, in the fearless forecast yes, and the fearless yes, tank. We do. Big Dick Daddy. Yeah, good for you, man. Thanks, buddy. I love it. <laughs> yes. So uh, for his fearless, he went wide receiver. Who'd he pick? Wide receiver, he went with uh, Allen Robinson. And that, isn't that your bounce back boy? That's my bounce back Perfect. Card. 100, a lot of stocks. 109 yards and one tutty. So yeah. that we're doubling up on that one. Doubling up. And then in the tank cast, he went running back. He went Chris Carson. 37 yards rushing, 8 yards receiving, no touchdowns. So, Good we'll luck. see how he does. Good luck. This week I've got running backs in the uh, in the tank house, so we'll see how his does compared to mine. You want to do tank? Sure, let's roll with it. So last week, uh, Joe Burrow of uh, the Cincinnati Bengals took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought he would pass for under 220 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. I was pretty close. Uh, he only had 172 passing yards, but he found the end zone three times, not once. Uh, he was also only picked off once, not twice. So I guess if we're going to nitpick, uh, I only got one out of the three statistical <laughs> predictions right. Uh, so since it all doesn't matter and my record will undoubtedly be a seeming pile, as this year continues, I'll take this loss and just add it on. Uh, <laughs> at tight end, uh, I shot for the moon and, that, <laughs> and I ended up hitting a bunch of space garbage instead. Uh, I picked up every, I picked every starting tight end in the NFC East to have brutal weeks so I said that Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, and Evan Ingram will all score under five fantasy points. Uh, Ingram did his part. Yeah, <laughs> 1.8. Yep, but the other three didn't get the memo, fuckers. <laughs> Thomas had 10 points, Goddard had put up, put up seven, and uh, Schultz led all tight ends with 23. <laughs> <laughs> Two tutties. Two. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so anyways, all that adds up to is another bag of ice for the old bathtub and another L for Marty. Um, my record currently sits at 0-4. Zero correct, four wrong <laughs> on the year. God damn. Zero correct and four wrong are the same thing, though. What? <laughs> no, man. Okay, so we had a long debate about this before. Just the way we say our records. I say the wins and then the losses. So I would say zero wins, four losses. 0-4. Oh, mm-hmm. And then, so Gord came tonight, and he's like, dude, not to spoil things, but I think I hit. So we just disagreed on how it needed to be pronounced. I said it's two and four, not two and two. Right. Two out of four, because there's been four total. And two I've out won, of four. And I've hit twice. Right. And yeah. I said, no, I, and I was trying to explain, like, no, I just go like a MLB, <laughs> NBA record, two wins, two losses, two and two. And there was just a massive disconnect. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, I have not won. <laughs> it's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Tough one. I, on the other hand, hit twice hold this on, week. Hold on, hold on. I, got, I, got, I have to redeem myself. I have to save oh, my future okay, tanks. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, this week... A wide receiver. I've got Brandon Cooks oh. against Buffalo. Go big or go home. The hot streak ends this week for Cooks. He's racked up 23 catches for 322 yards and one touchdown through three weeks. 
But now he has a tall task in front of him with the heavily favored Bills and their standout cornerback, Tredavious White. The Bills have given up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year, while Houston will again be starting rookie Davis Mills. Just has all the makings of a stinker for Cook's managers, so I would approach him with caution when it comes to your starting lineup. I'll say he'll be held to under 45 yards and no scorers. At running back, Damian Harris against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game could go sideways in a hurry for New England, so the potential for a negative game script where the Pats are playing from behind is a very real possibility. Yeah. Tampa Bay has given up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year, and Damian is coming off an absolute dud against the Saints. The Buccaneers' defense has that has allowed just 57.2 rushing yards per game this season, and even with the injury to James White, there are still other bodies and mouths to feed that and Harris needs to worry about in J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson. I think Harris will be held to under 25 yards rushing, under 30 yards receiving, and no scores. Okay, let's go, baby. Bathwater needs a win. <laughs> At least one or two. Give me something here, guys. I need it. What the f*** is this? What's your profanity? I'm sorry. Sorry for swearing so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bathwater. Oh, man. Well, last week in the Fearless, Huncho had a great week. Um, Nick actually fired us midweek and said, man, Gord, you've, you nailed Renfro on your Fearless. Last week, I said Hunter Renfro would have 79 yards and one tutty. And he had 77 yards and one tutty. Yeah. That is close enough. Real fucking close. Two yards, man. Any day of the week. Two yards. So that I gotta say is a win. Get in that dunk that, that is the closest I have ever been. <laughs> Within two yards nice. of a guy. Yeah. Like that is it's very good. That is the closest I've ever been. It's very good. It's is not... it gonna ever happen again? <laughs> no. I'm very fucking doubtful. It's not impressive that it took four years to happen, but yeah. it's very impressive <laughs> that you did it. <laughs> yeah, and and I was pretty proud of that one because I'm a big Renfro guy, I think. Yeah. What did you say his, his nickname was? Third and Renfro. Third and Renfro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great for the, the Raiders this year. Yeah. Um And like you're you're like three strikes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're at two. Yeah. <laughs> three strikes scored. Yeah. Exactly. Third and Renfro. <laughs> it all meshes together. <laughs> so, okay. So Renfro's a hit. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Uh, James Robinson, last week. I said he would have 93 yards on the ground, 26 through the air, Mm -hmm. and one receiving touchdown. Okay. He actually had 88 rush yards, one rush tutty, but he had. 46 receiving yards right so i'm taking that as a win too yeah i don't have any because he exceeded expectations essentially the tutties you know i mean if you say a guy's gonna get a rush tutty and he gets a receiving tutty we're gonna give that to it's him. a wash yeah. yeah yeah so uh i'm two for two this week buddy mm. and uh two for four on the year two and two on the season two and two on yeah, the season. that's right 
Um, this week, I've been kind of sticking with the trend, but this one, you know what? I went easy on myself. What was your trend? <laughs> the trend. Enlighten us. The trend would be <laughs> not really taking anything into account. <laughs> Just completely guessing. Because you know what? When I look up and I'm like, oh, this guy's playing the third worst run defense. And then I pick him. He doesn't do shit. When you look it up, right? When yeah. I look it up. So, this week I'm going quarterback, Derek Carr versus the Chargers. Going to be a shootout anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's pretty predictable. But, we might hit. 375 passing, 4 tutties. Wow. Okay. okay. And maybe so, two to Waller for our boy Clark. <clears throat> exactly. Mm. Clickbait. Tight end. Logan Thomas, Washington football team. Um, I think he's going 87 yards and one tutty versus Atlanta. And I know Engram didn't have a great game versus Atlanta, but I think uh, I think Heineke likes Thomas and uh, uh, shooting in the dark here. Sure, why not? <laughs> What's not to like? Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Those were the but those were the the fearless forecast. We're jumping into buds and duds. Yeah. Fuck. Well, this week, uh, Gord had the buds. Mm-hmm. I had the duds. Where do you want to start? Want me to roll? Um. Yeah. Th- well. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. It's the duds are always tough. It's 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 a it's a dogfight <clears throat> out there, right? It is. Yeah. It's a it's a real battle. Survival of the fitness. Survival of the fitness. Let's go. At quarterback, Justin Fields against the Cleveland Browns. Four points. Fields completed six of of his 20 attempts for 68 yards, but after the nine sacks that he took, his net total dropped to just one yard. His average yards per pass was only 3.4, and the offense as a whole uh, only recorded six first downs. He got uh, zero help from his line or his coach. It was essentially a sitting duck in his NFL debut. Hopefully it turns around, as we mentioned before, when they switch to offensive coordinator Bill Lazor making the calls. At wide receiver, Amari Cooper against the Philadelphia Eagles. Tough one. Four points. He well, was he was a candidate for bounce back point. Yeah, true. He had three he was targeted four times, made three catches, but it was only for twenty six yards, no scores. In his last two games, He's only had six catches for 50 yards, no touchdowns. Definitely a frustrating run as this high-powered Cowboys O has been doing well, but have many mouths to feed. Managers are hopeful that he plays a bigger role this week against the Carolina Panthers. At running back, David Montgomery against the Cleveland Browns. Six points. Low-hanging fruit? Sure. Homer pick for my Browns, D? Absolutely. But the numbers don't lie. The Bears ran basically no play action in this game as the Browns' D-line not only swarmed fields, but Montgomery too. He had 10 attempts for 34 yards and no scores. Managers should feel optimistic, though, as he takes on a Detroit Lions' D who have given up the six most rush yards this season. And at tight end, Bobby Tanyan against the San Francisco 49ers. One point, he caught all of his targets, but he only had one target, six yards total. Which is a bit frustrating considering that there were 58 points scored in this game and that his quarterback threw for 261 yards. The problem is that 132 of those yards went to Devontae Adams. 
Tanyan joins fellow star tight ends Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Johnny Smith, and Kyle Pitts <laughs> in scoring under five fantasy points. Fun! <laughs> oh, man. Tough one. You know what? I'm actually... I'm happy with my tight ends right now. Who is your tight end? Who is my tight end? Well, on oh, the 40? No. I'm not happy with it. But in uh, in the money league... Gord Facts. Logan Thomas. Okay. Uh, in the... Triple? Triple F, I got Travis Kelsey. And in the hard hats, I got... Mike Jusecki! <laughs> <laughs> Man, the risotto! Yeah, the big CD! <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I so guess... So you're happy with Jusecki? I'm happy Can with... I hold you to that? Will he be on your roster come this time next week? Well, I have Eng- Evan Engram, too. And I honestly, I don't know who to fucking start. Because Engram is really the Giants' only receiver right now. Because Shepard's hurt. Yep. Slayton's hurt. Uh-huh. Galladay's questionable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I should play Engram because well, What about young Joker? <laughs> oh, Darius <laughs> Tony? Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Fuck. So, so um, Ingram or Jacecki? But yeah. like the the original question was, will Jacecki be on your roster come this time next week? I like my I like my tight ends right now. <laughs> Let's see if it actually is true. <laughs> I also did have Jawan Johnson week two, so I don't know, man. Yeah, Dude, I'm in the same bo- in, in the four in the forty. I'm in the same boat as you. No, uh, who who says I'm in a boat? Who's your tight end? Johnu Smith. Terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's been bad. Brutal. Mine's at least better than yours. No, he's been brutal, man. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he would be way Why better. Why wouldn't you take Hunter Henry? I thought Johnu Smith would be the main guy. Hunter Henry, man? Johnu Smith was coming off an Belichick's amazing... kind of guy. Well, Johnu Smith was coming off a hell of a year in Tennessee. Yeah, And was true. the first one they signed out of the two. Yeah. Well. You know? But, yeah, I don't know. Johnu Smith? Yeah. yeah. And... But again, you look in these leagues and like guys love their fucking tight ends, so there's not a lot left. Like, no, who not. am I dropping them for? Dawson Knox? Yeah, Dawson Knox. Tyler probably... Conklin? He's a questionable. Yeah, you know? I think Dawson Knox is probably a better play than John Smith this week. Well, Hunter Henry's out there too. Should I pick up his teammate instead? I don't know. I don't believe in that. Cole Komet? Pa- yeah, Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, you're in tough. Now, I might Fryermuth it this week. Who knows? <laughs> you're in no man's land. You're in tight end no man's land. Yeah, exactly. Like, who do you go with? Max Williams in Arizona? Uh, Austin Hooper? You uh... Jack Doyle? Catch a pass? Fall down? <laughs> you know? Like, come on. Anthony Ferkser? I thought he might have some play this year. No. No? Wrong. No. Done. Incorrect. Um... A far cry from the tight end bud this week. I think we called Alfred O the wrong last name earlier in the episode. Alfred. We called him Ogumbawali, but that's Dario Ogumbawali. <laughs> oh, yeah. His yeah. name's... What is his full name? Albert Okwongbonum. Ak- <laughs> Sorry, Albert. We want to we wanna be... I don't think hard, he's listening. Yeah, well, but at the same time, like, you know, reputable journalists. True. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about right now? Far cry from the tight end bud this week, which mm. was Dalton Schultz, your yes. boy. Yeah. Um, seven targets, six receptions, eighty yards, two tutties for the boys, twenty three points. 
and that the, I think the most interesting thing that happened out of that was Blake Jarwin was a, a factor. Like he was. he was part of the game. Yeah, you know. Yeah, using their time. So, do you think it's it's uh, just a kind of week to week thing, or is is uh, Schultz the guy? No, ahead uh, of Jarwin. I don't think you're. I don't think you're starting Schultz. Well, we love tight ends around these parts, and why <laughs> wouldn't we talk about who to start? Who would you start, Blake Jarwin or Schultz? If you I, had to start one of the two. I would two. start Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Okay. I'd go Blake Jarwin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Elite no. position. Elite. Um, <clears throat> running back. Bud of the week. Pod favorite. Peyton Barber. Hell yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Peyton. First Miami. 111 rush yards. Rush tutty. 31 receiving yards. 25.7 points. Give it to the man. Yeah. Great week. Heck of a week. Um, Quarterback, Bud this week, Josh Allen. Had to. Uh, 358 yards, four tutty, nine rush yards, one rush tutty, uh, 41 points. Allen owners are happy. And the wide receiver, Bud of the week, Mike Will. And uh, Mike Will gets a song. Mike Will made it, baby. Mike Will made it. Mike Will made it. We were talking before the before the show started. He was in like a slew of guys that were going seven, eight round, maybe nine. Yeah, and he's and boy, he's, he's really delivered. separated himself big time. Delivered. Yeah. Um, he racks up last week nine targets, seven receptions, hundred twenty two yards, two tutties, one two point conversion. 33.7 points. That's a deuce I would flush for sure. Going back to uh, text and answer. Um, I'm sure if given the chance draft season, I would have picked Jalen Waddle over Mike Williams. Yeah. And now four weeks in, I wish I would have gone Williams. Yeah. He's had a hell of a year. Fucking right. Okay. Well, we're going to quickly touch on the leagues. Uh, so we'll start with the N40L. Now, in the N40L last week, it was uh, the last of the divisional matchups. And it didn't go so well for the kid, the Beverly (laughs) Blazers. Got uh, absolutely worked by the Kittens. 149 to 108. Tough week for me. Cook was on IR. Uh, Jacobs was on IR. Uh, uh, AJ Brown left early on in the game. Uh, Yeah, so just a, a shit week all through and through. Uh, Kellen moves to two and one. I fall to two and one. Um, and the other matchup in the uh, N40L was the Hard Hats taking on Doctor's Orders in the Country Club Division, mm-hmm. pulling off a big one seventeen oh, to one ten win. Jalen Rieger. Jalen Rieger. Needed- and had I start, had I started Naheem Hines, who currently this week I do have starting. Yes. <laughs> First Miami, I hope I don't I mind hit. that start, man. Hope I hit. You don't laugh at like you're laughing, but they just put Marlon Mack on the trade block. He was a healthy scratch last week. That's only good news for Naheem Hines. That I changes know. nothing for Jonathan Taylor. No, that changes everything for Hines. Yeah, that's exactly. a. I don't mind that start at all. Um, and <clears throat> squeak squeak to win. 117 yeah. to 110. Needed it. Yes. Needed it. Yes. Man, for yeah. my psyche. 
<laughs> Fuck. Can't go 0 and 3. No, you cannot right? go 0 and 3. So me and Doctor's Orders are both at 1 and 2. Yes. Matt and Kitten Boy are at 2 and 1. Yes, that's right. Yeah. In the country club. Okay. Um. Now, this guy, we dogged him for his name change. He changed it again. <laughs> Probably one of the better name changes in a while. <laughs> so the artist formerly known as the Cyborg DKO... <laughs> The croissant connoisseurs <laughs> pummeled the Eastlake scoundrels. 100, yeah, 161 bad. to 89. John is the only undefeated team in the league. He sits at 3-0. First place overall. Just really makes a guy reconsider all the time. Research and energy he puts into the fucking off season. Cole Beasley, 15 points. Kareem oh. Hunt, 24 and a half. Chase Claypool. But you know what? John's got a slew of cues out there. This yeah, week. he's got a slew of cues, but 3 and 0. Oh, guy's feeling it. <laughs> Man, but that was a, that was a fucking beating. Um, anyways, it's interesting. Like the guy takes like legit two weeks into the year. He didn't even know who was in his division. No. Like, it's just, I don't know. Well, he's getting lucky. Good for him. The Romanian boulder breaker. (laughs) Uh, elsewhere in the league, the Valley V vices got a big win over the downtown degenerates, uh, 123 to 112. Downtown Degenerates fall to 0-3. I believe that was Valley View's first win of the season. Mm-hmm. He sits in 11th. Yes. Degenerates are in 12th. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The Sweatpant Boners took off, uh, put up a big number, actually, 140. To 125, they beat Butchers on the Bay. The Boners sit in third place, while the Butchers sit in 10th. And then the last matchup of the week was the Lewin Butt Pirates getting a big win uh, over the Strathcona Coronas, 139-106. to 106. Uh, As Andy mentioned, the Butt Pirates won this one by starting two tight ends. Good yeah. job. <laughs> nice. They had, uh, but you're only doing it because uh, Chris has Mark Andrews and George Kittle. Yeah. If you don't have one of the top four or five tight ends, you're not doing this. That's not a, bad, not a bad play at all. No, but good for him to, to roster that. Not bad. Not bad. Well, on uh, the triple F this week. Oh, 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 hold on. Oh. There's one thing we need to mention. We talked about the longest winning streak. 3-0. and Romanian Boulder Breakers. Longest losing streak belonged to the downtown degenerates. They are 0-3. Uh, lowest point total in the league. So things look a little bit bleak for the degens. Maybe some trades are on the horizon for this once proud and established franchise. <laughs> And moves. Do we even need to ask? Gord leads the N40L with 15 transactions (laughs) through three and a half weeks. Well, Johnny is a close second in 12. But hey, that's what uh, happens when you scrape your knuckles getting the feeling sword for your gut or whatever the phrase is uh, that those two use interchangeably. Stu leads the Black Bull Div and he only has made one Move total. Nice. All right. Let's jump into the trip. Trip F last week. Um, 
big week for uh, for a lot of teams. Northside Knights went to three and zero, one hundred six uh, over the Grosvenor Gluttons, ninety four. Kess sits in second. Uh, Bakes in eleventh. Tough one. <laughs> Auto draft specials moved to sixth over Johnny Schmiller's team, one thirty to ninety four. Um, auto draft specials for not drafting their team. They're in okay. They're in okay spot right now. Yeah, just picked up Burrow. Yeah, exactly. That's that's gonna tidy little them. trade. Um, who do you think you are? I am. Uh, moves to three and zero as well. One thirty seven to uh, over the trouser snakes. We only had eighty two. Oof, rough one. <laughs> uh, Old Town Tokes took down better than the Jets. One seventeen to one ten. Tight one. Woo! Big uh, one. Better than Jets sits in third, and the Tokes are in seventh. Idlewild Waps over the new Denver Broncos. You're having a bit of a rough start to the year. 164 to 122. The Idlewild Waps coming through with a big week. Yeah. Um, might have to look out for him if, uh, you know, things turn out for the guy. McCaffrey gets healthy. Exactly. McCaffrey and, and Kamara. The Waps tra- have, have uh, traded away their first and second round pick Dangerous to, moves. to acquire Kamara. I'll but if, if McCaffrey gets healthy, he's got the top two or three running backs in the league. True, true. Nothing next year. I've been there. <laughs> uh, the Riff Raff took down Soldier Fields, 150 to 136. Um, yeah, another good week for the kid. <laughs> um, um, you know, points four in the Triple F. Um, John, crushing four, it. 462. Um, killing it. Nobody in the Spears division has over 400. I have 440 in second. Soldier Fields, 410. And uh, Northside Knights, 3 0 with only 394. Yeah, a bit surprising. Uh, we touched on the longest losing streak before, a uh, tie between John and Kess at 3 0. Uh, already talked about that, but let's talk about the longest losing streak because in this league we have a three-way tie as Peyton, Johnny, and Robbie have all started their seasons 0-3. Uh, while this is uncharted water for Robbie and somewhat new for Johnny, the same can't be said for old Bakey. <laughs> uh, maybe they've created a support uh, group chat or something along those lines to help each other get through this. I'm sure Bacon has some methods to cope with the disappointment uh, that he can instill on the boys. And then in moves, we mentioned it before, Gord's got 15 in the 40, but Johnny's got 17 in the triple. And Gord's also made nine in that one. Uh, just ridiculous, you know. You gotta wonder, like, is it even a necessity? Like, do you look at the guy you want and say, okay, in five moves, I'll get to you. <laughs> Let me just add, drop these three guys first. Four or five guys first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. You know, we had so many, uh, so much support from the resilience this week with so many questions that we decided that uh, story time wasn't needed. No, and not needed. For but you know what? We actually tightened this pot up pretty good because I think the last one was actually 215. Yeah. You know what? It all came together. So we can do it if need be. <laughs> if need be. If need be. <laughs> so we'll see. No promises. Next week, we're probably going to have an in studio guest along with a light up listener lounge built in. So yeah. Who knows where it takes there. But uh, yeah, great episode this week. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate it. We'll see you, uh, see the boys next week.
Stop. 